what is your intro? Well, I'll say it, and then you'll hear me. Is that, is that really my... Yeah, it's, I love it when you do it. Okay, it's so um, long. And it's it's, like, after, it's so love... long and convoluted, and <laughs> I just, just, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I here? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of no genders, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Driving You Home, the radio show podcast YouTube extravaganza, where we delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. So, let's get started. As always, I'm Wayne Carter, cabaret burlesque comedian, radio presenter, and all-round drag shambles. And today, I'm joined in the virtual studios by, wait a second, contemporary artist, Liam <laughs> McDonald. Hey doll, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I am. Well, what an intro. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm breathless. You take my breath away, and so do, like, <laughs> all of the words that I say in my mouth. So, how, how are you? How's life with you? How's how's the world? How's your global pandemic been? You know, it, it's been okay, thank you. It's been a bit rough, I'm not going to lie. The the whole lockdown thing has been quite stressful, but it's... Well, you... So you started... It is what it is. Well, you started in... Forgive me if I'm, I could be wrong saying this, but you started your lockdown in America and now you're based in the UK. Am I right there? Just before. So I came to England just before the lockdown happened. Thank God for that. Yeah. So I, was, I, was, I was in England for the uh, first <laughs> lockdown. Okay, so the whole global pandemic, you were like, I'm living in America, America's great, living life, like doing all my things. And then all of a sudden you're like, I can feel like there's going to be a global pandemic. I'm going to jump yes. on a plane and I'm going to yes. get back to the UK. Um, yeah, the, the Lord told me. He was like, uh-uh, Liam, get out of America. No. Gonna, yeah. I mean, but then, I mean, the tea is, I think, I think, um, no disrespect to America and our American listeners, but, like, America's had some troubling few years. Um, it's, it's, it seems to be going in a upward trajectory now. Um, based on their current political climate, but um, I would have, as a outwardly queer person, I would have not felt seen or visible um, in the last right. two or three years. Well, it was, it, was, it was mental over there. I'm not going to lie. Mm. There was everyone, everyone. There was infighting everywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was insane. I think a lot of queer people turned against each other for the past couple of years. There was a, a lot of anti-Trump gays and then there was a lot of pro-Trump. It was just insane. Crazy. I would say, I, I always say the difference between gays and queers. I think queers are very, like, very left. Um, are very, like, left in terms of that, or left-leaning. I think gays can be, a gay person can be, like, either direction. Right, um, right. And so I think, I think if you're, if you present as queer or you identify as queer, you're a little bit more liberal, but if you're gay, see, you yeah. could like, you could fall between the categories. Um, that's how I see it. That's how I justify it. Right. Yes, um, yeah, no, no, I, I can see that. Yeah. Yay. Oh, I'm saying words and well, phrases. Yeah. Um, so for the three Uber drivers that are currently listening, Liam, um, who are you? What is your life? Why should we validate you as a human? Um, is there... Is there anything, like, you do things, right? Yeah, I'm probably one of the best artists I've ever lived. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow, Picasso is, like, feeling Salvador Dali, rolling, rolling. So, so you're, a, you're a contemporary artist. 
Yes. You you create pieces of art. Um, I, I, I do. So I basically turn my diary pages into visual works. So it's a very um, autobiography kind of artwork. So I'll turn my childhood into works of art, my um, daily life into daily work art, people nice. I sleep with, people I've dated. It's all very much um, like reading somebody's diary, but through art. It's very... I am mildly excited for the next creation that you produce that is going to be the driving you homo. If this is an autobiographical, uh, yes. I can only imagine you're going, to, you're going to be inspired by this interview. You're going to be like, I know, I'm going to create this train wreck sparkles. where like sparkles, <laughs> sparkles. spark no, no, everywhere. It's, it's going to be a turd emoji it's going to be that like that emoji and it's going to be like glitter like a glitter unicorn but like a turd that's the vibe yeah. that's the vibe i want um yeah, I'm getting it. <laughs> so so how so you're a contemporary artist you you how because is it just painting? It's not just painting, is it? Like you do lots no, of different no. things. No, so I no. Do, I do photography. I do uh, drawings, charcoal drawings, and I yeah. do paintings. So my paintings are mostly around uh, the subject of my mother who has an addiction to mm. alcohol. Uh, me and my sister kind of grew up in this very unclean, quite violent home. Yeah. And we watched our mum drink most evenings. Yeah. And so my paintings are very much based on that. My drawings are very... Um, like my internal emotions yeah. and what I think. And then my photography is basically people that I sleep with and the places that I do sleep with and things about that person that I remember, like uh, their socks or a tattoo that they have or something, a cloak. That's what I kind of... There's the three things, really. So do you, so you compartmentalise, so you like you go, this is the part of my life that is the, the past, maybe my childhood. Some of the more traumatic things are paintings yeah. then you've got your uh charcoal which is do you say like your like lived Drawings. in like you lived yes, in experience yeah. and then like your photography is like the yeah like well, the, the photography's in the now it's very much yeah it's a snapshot of the, the, the world stops for a second when you when you take a photograph it captures everything yeah. nothing's lying it's in the it's very raw so my very camp i've not i've never i've not I, this is, I mean, I'm, 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 I enjoy art. I am, I am a, um, I do like, I do like Dali and I, I do like, like looking at art and like taking a moment and like being self-reflective and stuff like that. And I, I can't imagine, or I can't think of anyone that I know in, in the art world that has that sort of past, present, future, like right. you've, you've, you've gone, this is my creative ideas. This is what I'm doing. And you've segmented your art and your creative mind to go i'm going to do this and this part and i'm going to uh, so like what was it it was um uh painting for past um yes and then charcoal for present and then for future it's like it's photography um it's quite a unique perspective did you choose that or did that just sort of like happen naturally i, I didn't i didn't know um so when i'm creating work about my mum it's very, it's an unpleasant kind of, uh, yeah. creating it. It's quite, I, I get quite violent in the studio. I tear my um, canvases up. I kick my canvases around the studio. Yeah. Like they're quite transparent. And I have a lot of emotions towards my mum's addiction. Yeah. And I kind of still feel hurt from it. So paintings take a long time to do. Mm -hmm. And that's why 
I only really paint about my mother because the anger is, is a long term thing. Yeah. So it's a constant where when I'm drawing it's just an instant thing. I just get it out and then it's it's out. Where whereas painting is more of a it's a long progress. Do do you feel like I mean I, I've come from my family life is both positive and negative. Like I can see stuff in my life, like my mum and my mum's side of the family are very beautiful and loving and yeah, fun times. Uh, my biological dad's side of the family maybe sounds similar to your mum in that um, there was some mild trauma in my life and maybe some mild trauma in your life as well. Um, do, do you feel like, is there like an obligation or like is there a, for you as an artist, do you um, go, this happened to me in the past, I need to speak about this, it's important for me to speak about this? Um, yeah, so there's a bit of that. There, there, there is a bit of that. Yeah. Because, um, like, I, I, think... I sorry, I, I know this is uh, maybe a complicated question to ask because I, like, like I, I, I openly talk about my my lived experience in the past and, and what my biological father uh, did to me and how he made me feel in my upbringing because I think it's, like, a, a way for... Because I've, I've been given a platform. I'm a performer, I'm an artist, I'm creative. So I go, this is what my life was like. And now this is what my life is like now. So then there's people who maybe are living in that kind of a life that they can go, okay, you know, Wayne's dealt with this. Or like they've seen my art and they've gone, okay, maybe he's not an inspiration, but maybe he is like someone that I can like, or they are yeah. someone I can connect to or like see similarities yes so my, my my work basically challenges like the big brother um of society where yeah. people uh, are too ashamed to talk about their issues or yeah. too ashamed to put themselves out there and if you look at the show big brother you get strangers yeah. walking walk into a house and they are exposed to the nation and they're all very different from each other my work's very much like that i've taken mm. my family issues and i've put them on public display yeah and it's very much challenging with the big brother of society do you feel that that's because that is very i would say in australia that would go down really well but i think in the uk i don't know about america because you like you spend part of your time in the uk and part of your time in america but like in the uk especially i find that that would be very jarring for a lot of people because um because the UK is a very, I don't want to say repressed, but like they keep their cards to themselves. They like hold things right, back right. and go like, this is, this is what I'm feeling, but I'm not going to tell everyone. I'm going to keep it a little bit to myself. So do you feel like your art is, um, and some of your work is met with controversy or met with like judgment, positive or negative? So the, the first show I did about my mother, yeah, um, I did large scale letterbox letterbox um view paintings of inside mm -hmm. each room of the the um house that i grew up in yeah and within that show there was uh my mother's doctor notes um all her kind of like therapy notes you're not allowed to work doctor notes and stuff like that on public yeah. display um her teeth had rotten out because of alcohol and i had her teeth moldings on show i had her personal letters on show and mm -hmm. when people looked at the show and came it was a massive mixed reaction i yeah. got called a monster by a, a famous art critic um mm -hmm. people thought i was 
an absolute outrage for doing yeah. this to my mum. And people in the UK did not understand it and they couldn't understand yeah. it and they did not get their head around I, it. I'm not surprised. Based on the six years I've lived in the UK, like when you told me all this stuff, or, or when I've seen all this stuff as well, um, I'm not surprised. The UK, for me, from my experience as an outsider, is that um, they they don't want to rock the boat and they don't right. want to they don't want to be they want to be perceived as sort of perfect almost and like that sort of stepford housewife kind of like idealistic look and they go like oh nothing is wrong nothing is wrong but then behind closed doors all the drama so i'm not surprised that you were met with controversy um but it's, it's also i um people are right when they say i i, I violated my mother's rights mm -hmm. by putting her personal stuff to the world yeah for people to look at because yeah, it, 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 it was it was a it was a successful show and it helped me out. Yeah, but yeah, I was definitely met with uh, controversy. I mean, people keep me at arm's reach now. That that's how it is. <laughs> I remember I went to a private yeah. room at New York City. Yeah, and I walked in thinking, okay, this is going to be good. I'm excited, and people like looked at me and then just did not want to speak to me and like just mm. kept me at like arm's reach. So it it's been bittersweet. That's, yeah. That's what it's, well, do, I do. I, I mean, I think it, it's a difficult one because I, I'm maybe similar in in my world in my performing career is that like I met with controversy as well, and I, I do things that are controversial or maybe say or do things that maybe don't fit the mold or don't fit the norm. Or, um, but do does that push you to go further or to go harder or to be unapologetically yourself? Because that's how I feel is when people um maybe don't understand my idea i go well that's that's on you that's not on me do you feel a similar way or no so i, I it's a difficult one because i yeah. don't set out to be controversial i yeah. don't see why my work is controversial i don't understand where this way of thinking comes from mm. so i just do what i've always done and yeah. i'm always going to do that regardless of what people think of it so I, it doesn't push me hard. It doesn't slow me down. It's just kept me on the same track and I'm yeah. doing what I've always done. So it's just, that's. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I get, I get that. No. So like, um, so you, I, okay, this is something that maybe you can explain to me. Um, or I, with, when it comes to like art, because art is subjective, yes? Art is yes, whatever you want course. it to be. It's very open-ended. Yes. What is art? What is art? Define art. Um, but then, like, I, I can't remember if I saw this in a movie or a TV show or what, but, like, it's really resonated with me, is that um, art critics or people who put the sticker value of a price of art, so, like, you can go, oh, Salvador Dali, this is how much money I would spend on a Dali piece of work. Um, but then Liam McDonald, I would pay this much money. But then person number three, I would pay this much money. And it's who organises or like who goes, this is how much, this is how much money this art is worth. This is how much this art is worth. It's kind of, so like let's let's use the driving you home graphic for example so we've got digital media there is how much should i invest in one person's artwork versus another person's artwork is kind of 
it's a tricky one to like get your head around. It's like who valuates art or who gives a, a sticker price for art. Right. So it, <laughs> it's such a it's such a weird question. Well, it's investment. Yeah, and people with um, a platform that most likely are going to get the investments from mm. art dealers. In. Um, but the art world is and will always be, and I get hated for saying this, but it mm -hmm. will always be capitalism and yeah. it is network. And, and if you can make a lot of money off of this painting, it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. So that that's how it's kind of read. It's capitalist. It, that 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 is yeah. all that it is in the art world. When it well, when it comes to money, when it so like art is subjective, and you can create whatever kind of art you want to create, and like you can do your own, you can do you. Um, but then there are people in the world who like beauty, you know, sex sells or beauty sells, or like if there's a if there's a a want for it, then it will sell well. And, but then also there's like, <laughs> this is a really terrible segue or ju justification, but like, um, what's it called? Porn brokers or like those TV shows where they are in the porn shops. Um, yes. and like, they always say how like, oh, right now we're selling this and it's like, it's going to be really expensive, but in like two years time, it might not be so successful. Um, so like antiques roadshow, similar vibe and you're like, oh yes, I can sell this you know memorabilia now and it will get this much money but like in two years time it might not be as successful um so i think i guess art is a similar vibe to that yeah um, it is and it, it all comes down to what type of way of thinking you are as an artist yeah some people are very hungry to be invested in and want to hit the the big shot around the pond yeah. um i used to have that kind of mindset and when i started to realize People that do buy my work, they're not really doing it as an investment, they're doing it because they actually generally like my work. Yeah. And that makes me comfortable. And I kind of like being in that that kind of mindset where actually they just actually want to buy my work because it, they like it rather yeah. than they want to well, didn't you think I'm going to... Didn't you recently do a exhibition uh, like a month or I so was, ago? I was, I was a part of um, Silence. Oh, um, controversial. <laughs> Um, I was a part of a, a group show, okay. The Discerning Eye, which happens yearly. There's one in New York, there's one in England, and there's selectors. There's a couple of selectors, fantastic sele uh, selectors. There's an artist, art dealer, mm -hmm. art critic, um, and my work got chosen. So my work was shown within that group show. It's a really good um, show, some fantastic artists. Mm -hmm. it, it was an honour to be a part of it. So that, mm. that, that was my recent one that I've done. Uh, and so do you, do you find, uh, because you said like that was like a collaboration in terms of like being a part of like an exhibition, do you find that you prefer, is there a preference to like working in those kinds of like exhibitions where it's collaborative or would you like to do like, like this is the Liam McDonald like book out a art gallery and say like these are all my pieces like coming yeah, well i think every artist wants to be like that yeah i mean come on why why wouldn't you be i so i don't well i i feel it, like... it comes down to the it comes down to the biggest question that runs through the art world and mm -hmm. the question is do you make art for money yeah or do you make art because you're an artist yeah 
That's the no. team. Let, let, me, let me make one thing so crystal clear, because I hear this question all the time. Mm. You often hear artists that say, I don't make art for money. And those artists that say that have money. Yeah. You know, they have money. So they, yeah, they, they have the privilege. That. They're very much, yeah. you know, they can say that. And so the, the question of, do I want a solo show rather than, of course I want a solo show. Absolutely. A bit pretentious, but of course I do. Why, yeah. why wouldn't one? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like, well, I, I, I feel mixed in terms of like me as a live performer, as a live creative, this is like, I, I thrive on the collaborative. Um, but also I want to be a soloist as well. So it's like, right. it's like you pick and mix, but like, obviously, um, visual art slash contemporary art slash painting slash illustration slash what it means to be in a, in a gallery, um, is slightly different. Um, so you, um, when, okay, when did you start this journey in terms of your art and your creative mind? Was it so, young um, or? It was, it was quite young. It was really young. I've always been creative. I always, I was really camp when I was younger. I'm talking makeup, flamboyant, feminine clothes. Can't relate. And all my friends are like, proper chavs, the tracksuits, the chains, the council estate kind of vibe. And I was quite bullied. I was really bullied at school. Mm. I really, really bullied. And I left school quite early because of it. And I had to redo all my GCSEs at um, college. Mm -hmm. and it, this like um, lower version of GCSEs to get into the art courses. Mm -hmm. And I was in class full of um, people with learning difficulties, people that were disabled. I was in a very peculiar class. And yeah. I started drawing and I started painting at, at, in college, at doing trying to redo my GCSEs. And, because I hated class, I didn't want to go to class. I was swearing at the teachers. Yeah. I was throwing things at the classroom, and they would always put me at the back and give me like pens and paper, and I would always just kind of draw. And it grew from that, and that's where it kind of. And then I got onto the art course at um, Salisbury College, and it just grew. It just really grew, and it Do grew rapidly. Like it became yeah. nonstop after that. Do you find that your art is? I don't want to say an escape, but do you find like because? For me, my creative process and my creative life is my emotion is very deeply connected to it. Do you find like you and you were saying before about how when you paint and you think about your mum and the the trauma that happened there and it can be very violent at times, do you feel like you throw a lot of your emotions, good, bad and like happy or sad? Do you feel like your emotions play a big part in your creative process yeah it does yeah yeah it, it does yeah yeah end of sentence yeah yes like yes yeah. it's emotional yes yes um i think i think um it's very emotional and I, I always ask myself why i do this yeah um and i think i've narrowed it down in my head i think it's just because i feel bad for my mum and there's mm. no way of me expressing how I why I feel bad or how I feel bad yeah so painting is is just me telling my mum that I actually feel really bad for my mum yeah it's been a very sad and lonely journey for us all as a family mm -hmm. and she's quite alone drunk drunk so she drinks on her own yeah and 
it's very it's just emotion that's why I, I think that's why my studio practice is very um violent i just have a lot of anger in me when it comes comes to but not I, even uh, i remember we had um i was at university and we mm. had um artist talks and people would come in to the studios and my work would i my studios would be packed full of work yeah so they'd always come to my studio and they would literally see my paintings on the floor being like torn walked over I remember I kicked all these kind of canvases out the way for the um, the artist to come and cut my work, and they were like, "Why do you do that to your work?" Mm. So because there's no there's no love between me and the work because the yeah. subject there's no love. It's just it's a very kind of unpleasant. Me and art don't get along with each other. Yeah, we're not. If art was a person, we would not be friends. So there's no taking good care of my work. There's no putting my work on the wall. Is that is that with all my... is that with all three of them? So like you All said that them, yeah there's no there's no there's no love i just don't have love for the work and the work has no love for me but we have this ongoing battle so i just hammer in hard nails on my canvases on the wall i paint if, if i like it i'll just tear it off of mm. the wall and the, the nails would rip it and then i'd paint over it again it's just very it's almost like if you put, you know, in films and they have like the mental hospitals where all, all the rooms are white and they're going mad and mm. they're like kicking everything. It's very much the same sort of progress. Yeah. It's unpleasant to see. It's not, a lot of my friends won't come to my studio and I'm all normally high or I'm normally drunk when I'm doing it or I'm normally... I mean, yeah. I support that journey. Um, <laughs> my, I, I guess you said something that kind of resonates with me a little bit and I'm going to say I think I know the answer but I want you to verbalize it anyway is you said that you do not love your art or you do not love you doing your art or it's not something you love to do um if it's not something you love to do or it's not something you enjoy why do you do it I I don't love my art and my life doesn't have me back and I do it because I need it. Yeah. I think being an artist is a way of thinking. I think being an artist is somebody that's a bit different from the norm. Mm -hmm. I cannot go without creating. Yeah. I'm quite hands-on. I need to feel the canvas. I need to have the drill, the nails. Yeah. It's 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 a it's like a religious thing. It's yeah. Another form of religious thing. I, I look up to art. I look for art, and I need art. Yeah. But I hate it. I hate <laughs> it, and I don't have this good relationship with it. I feel a strong, I feel pretty much exactly the same with my creative endeavors. It's like, do I love it? Are we, I have, a, I have mixed feelings. I have mixed feelings. I love, I love being around people. I love being creative. I love being supported by people, but like, right. do I like the process of getting into drag or do I love the process of like sitting down and like creating like, no, like even driving you home, this beautiful show that I've created with, you know, you know twigs and right, branches yeah. like i love this as well but then also there are elements of it that i'm like i have to market the show i have to edit the show i have to produce the show i have to get all the guests like there are elements to it that i'm like i just wish i didn't have to do this it's not the most enjoyable part this moment right now this interaction is the most right. enjoyable part but it is the the sort of tip of the iceberg um and so i i I relate strongly to you when you say that um, uh, you sometimes or quite often don't love um, art and that it is a necessary part of your life. Like you can't not do it. So when people say like, yeah. so like when people say like, if you don't enjoy it, well, why didn't you stop? So like, 
when I'm when I talk about driving you homo and I say I want to like I want to make this this and I, I get frustrated or I get annoyed I say like you know people listen like watch this do this uh, support me um, and they're like oh if it's not working why do you keep doing it and I'm like it's because it's like oxygen for me it's like I don't uh, well yes definitely yeah, yeah I, I get yes yeah. So I, I, I guess that is the same vibe that you have with your your art. You might not love it or it might not bring you joy or like it doesn't spark joy like Marie Kondo, but like it has to be done. Like it just has to. Um, so uh, you said uh, your, your past mildly traumatic and it's connected to your mum. You're present with the charcoal. Um, and then your like kind of future slash in the now is you said it was photography with was it partners or like sexual experiences? Yeah, it's, 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 it's my Polaroids. Yeah. So I um, yeah I take photographs of everyone I I sleep with and I keep a record of names and dates and mm. I just I just think I just think I need it I I, I there's just something was it like a taboo, you know? was it like a little black book almost. Like, you know, had like that, that old school, like, like you would write the name of like the person that you, I guess. Yeah. 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 Just oh. done in a visual way. Oh my God. This is triggering. I have, I'm just trying to like, in my head, count how many people I've slept with. And I'm just like, like, I, I remember, <laughs> I was like, oh, I, 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 well, I, I can't even answer it myself. So like, I remember, um, I, I remember someone's. Uh, or like an article or something a, a couple of weeks ago, I, it came across me, um, and it was like, oh, if you've if you've slept with five or more people, then you're a slut. And I'm like, five or more, or f five or more, I'm in the like, I, I've exceeded that number uh, tenfold. And yeah, I'm like, I, I, yeah. But then also, sex has been a big thing in my life. It always has been. Yeah. Since I was seventeen onwards, it's just been constant. But do you think that, like, um, as a as a as a gay man or a queer man, like, five sexual partners, in in a heteronormative quote unquote um, relationship, I guess, I can justify and go okay, or like in my parents' generation, I could go maybe okay, sure, five or more partners, maybe you know. I get it, but for a for a gay man or a queer man, um, like five partners, like is that all? Like that just that doesn't seem like a lot. That seems like a small number. That's one evening. Yeah, um, that's what I think too. But then, like, I'm. That is one evening. I know. I'm just. I and and that's yeah. and that's the take. That is. That is gay. <laughs> but I think that like like the amount and well, and it, I, comes, it comes down to. The, the male and the female. Yeah. So they always say the male's more sexual than the female. I mean, I would say yes and no. I would say, I, I, th I don't think it's as clear cut as like the male's more sexual oh, yeah, than the female, no, but honestly, like, what they say. subjective. What they say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but and it's like putting two men together, it's just the sex drive is higher than the Yeah. Form. But then, so like, my, my, it's such a weird thing to think about because like, um, I don't consider myself you know, the most attractive human in the world. I'm doing all right in certain areas. I have beautiful eyes and, you, do. you know, and I have ears on my head. Um, the rest of it, you know, room for improvement. But like, uh, I think um, it's weird because like, I know that in, in gay world, like maybe I'm not the most attractive human in the world. In like a heteronormative world, I'm 
you know, doing all right for myself. But um, the fact that I can be quite sexually promiscuous or like sexually woo and have more than like <laughs> the five um, to make me slutty. I just think, well, if I've got like a high number, then what has like insert name of like chiseled abbed, like, like if I, if this smash crab could get sex, then what's happening to people like, you know, the Hemsworth brothers, like. Well, I don't actually think, um, I think sex is actually, um, there's just so many branches of what sex is. Oh, 100%, 100%. And I honestly think um, a lot of people that are polished and are very muscly and have everything in life probably don't have that much sex. They probably don't. They probably don't. I don't think they do. And I think people that, like myself, that are always in need of something, whether mm. it's attention or love or whatever, we constantly have sex. And yeah. we use it as, like, it Currency. is a, a depressant pill. Yeah. And we use it as it's a... So I, I actually think these polished people just live very boring lives. And, um, you heard it here first. Controversial yet brave. Um, I I don't disagree with... I don't... I don't... There are... Mm, I, I don't, I, I want, I don't want to say boring lives, but I do want to say they live a life that is very different to mine. And they're those people like who are like, I'm going to the gym seven times or whatever. Um, I go like, that is not my life. That is not my journey. That is not what I'm about. I support you and I want you to do that if that is what you enjoy. But I also... I imagine you've had that lifestyle though. I'm I couldn't imagine. I could Look, not. I'm too busy drawing. I'm literally too busy drawing and wanking. That's my... I mean, that's the tea. That is the tip. Yeah. No, 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 that's fine. I I um I am doing the same, getting in drag and also enjoying pleasuring myself. Um yeah. or others. I've not got time for no gym. <laughs> yeah. Um but like it, it's such a it's such a weird vibe. And I think the sex industry is such a it's a complicated one, isn't it? Because like um, obviously sex sells and like we we're talking about that in terms of your art and creative and like even for me as a creative being a radio presenter slash podcaster <laughs> did you I just looked at you and you were like this you were like I'm you were like oh I'm your yeah oh yeah that's how we we, we yawn you're like I'm talking about how sex I, I I'm talking about how sex sells and you're like oh wait what oh, sorry what oh yes. I'm gonna oh I'm so sexy mm. and I just stand up and I've got like a jock strap on I mean <laughs> I'd support you if you did if you did that if you did that I would yes I mean I am wearing I'm wearing what are they called Grey, what are they called? Jeggings? What are, what are they? I'm wearing tracksuits. Tracksuits. Oh, yeah, so I, I, I've got a darker version of what you're wearing. Ooh. And, they, and um, they're covered in stains because of drag. Ooh. Because of drag. <laughs> because of drag. Not even sexual. It's so depressing. I'm like, yeah, this is a glue stain. This is makeup stains. Yay. They're my drag pants. Um... So, yeah, we were talking about sex, and we are talking about how sex sells, and how even, like, for me on Driving You Homo, even though it's a radio show, it's a podcast, it's YouTube, it's all the things, um, you know, if I was younger, thinner, and more conventionally attractive, you know, maybe more people would be flocking to me, but because I'm a little bit chunkier, and because I'm a little bit older, because I'm a little bit more, like, uh, like, crotchety, maybe less people want to be connected to that, I don't know. 
But what I do know is that like the counterparts to this show are younger, thinner, white folk, and they seem to be doing very Absolutely. successfully. Absolutely. And so yeah. you, you can't, Absolutely. you know, you can't not acknowledge that sex sells in, in all right. industries. Uh, and yeah, you're right. You hit it on it now. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty smart. I'm pretty creative. I'm pretty amazing. <laughs> I'm pretty talented. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's not accurate. That's people, a lot. Don't fight. people don't like me because I'm controversial. They don't like me because I'm talented. I'm the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like me because I'm a hot piece of air. Um, <laughs> no, so like, speaking of sex and sex cells, um, are you aware of Sophie Anderson and the... Um, Oh, was this, is it Matthew Camp? I think it's Matthew Camp. And they're doing um, a new TV show called Slag Wars. Have you heard? Have you? I have heard. Oh, how, do, how, do, have. how do you feel? Do you have strong feelings um, and or emotions about Slag Wars? So, yeah, I looked at it and I was like, trash, 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 more trash. Right. The house I'm staying in is trash. The yeah. show is trash. But, you know, that's just me. Trash. <laughs> trash. So, you know, that's... But also, that's like I, I wish them well. I, I generally wish yeah. them well. The whole I'm um, for sex pos positivity. Yeah. Um, I think the cocktail stories are very, very funny. Yeah. I just, I, I'm just not. I don't. I think the cast that they casted the people mm -hmm. is just so typical. I could have announced that cast before they even did. You know, it's just like, oh, here we go again. Well, that, uh, they're I, all over our Instagrams, they're yeah. all over our twi uh, Twitters, they're all over our um, TikTok. Like, yeah. Come on. I think like, it's... I'm bored. <laughs> I mean, I... Could you imagine if I walked in? Could you imagine if I walked in? I would, I would, I would... Oh, this is what I mean. I this is what needs to happen. <laughs> just walk in but with my... Come on. Mm -hmm. Everyone, it just everyone is just full of plastic surgery. Everyone just looks like they're just glorious. They look incredible. They look yeah. so. Um, f yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. okay. Um, but it is just like for God's sake. No, but it's, like it's. Um, I I support them in their journey, and I think I. It's kind of like, okay, controversial yet brave. I'm going to say it. I think Slag Wars is going to be the queer leaning the very sex positive version of love island that's what yeah, it's going to be it it's, it's going to be it's going to it's going to be disgusting it's going to be yes it's going to make people feel really really insecure what it's going to do and it's going to i mean been there done that i just don't get it i just don't get it i like the concept they just needed to have a a range of people that obviously aren't the people that they've got <laughs> also remember it's season one so like if there is yeah, a se if, if there is a second se up. yeah so that that's okay. how i feel that's Look, how i feel about drag race i'm just i'm just, a, I'm just you know yeah i'm not on the show <laughs> so i'm angry that's basically what it is <laughs> well okay so slag was season two open audition call um the uh the destroyers my first thing with my first audition take would be I'm sorry that I called everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, you're all trash. No. By the way, can I be a part of it? Um, but like, I, I feel a similar kind of way to Drag Race in that like season one is like 
you get some big names or you get some people who are going to promote the brand in a positive way or like to to make the show that what you want it to be and then as the seasons go on you get more sort right. of right and i hope so more and I love that the cock destroyers are funny. I love yeah. them. I think they're doing and they're campus good. tits. They're like they, they, they're very they're, they're just loving and they yeah. want to protect everyone and they yeah. want to love everyone. So I'm for it. I'm I'm for the show. I just I was just a bit disappointed. But that's it. That's just me. I'm I'm a you're disappointing. That's fine. You're disappointed. It's fine. I mean, I'm constantly disappointed. I look in the mirror and I just go, oh, again, me, this here one. Here we go again. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, speaking of things, here we go again. Um, the UK has been in two lockdowns. Since recording this show, um, my hometown in Australia went into a six-day lockdown. Um, they have since left that six-day lockdown. I had multiple of my family members calling me, video calling me, going, Wayne, oh, we have to go into a six-day lockdown. How are we going to cope? And I'm like, I've been through, like, a yeah. six-month, seven-month lockdown, and then we got to, like, have a reprieve for, like, two months, and then we went into a second lockdown. So, like, don't talk to me about your six-day nonsense. So um, we had the full lockdown in the UK, we had, uh, oh, are we frozen? Oh, so you said about lockdown. So do that. Do, do the whole thing again. I can't remember what I said. Do the whole thing again. Lock, lockdown is terrible. Lockdown is ridiculous. Lockdown is everything. Um, so like the second lockdown. So the T is. Um, so during the second lockdown, we are about to. Um, leave our second lockdown in the UK and there are multiple yeah. restrictions for venues and for multiple places that they have to meet certain guidelines for them to be open and so there are certain venues that have taken a very unique way to combat this and that is GOY and Heaven. GOY and Heaven have recognised that they need to be a an eatery as well as um, a venue because you can't you can't serve alcohol um, without food without having a, a meal yes. yeah so the tea is Chihuahua. yeah I love a bowl of chips seven pints nine yoga bombs four yeah. shots <laughs> <laughs> and so what heaven has done what GY and heaven have done is they've gone we're going to do this and we're going to, we've, we've, we figured out a way to do this. We're going to incorporate McDonald's into our meals. So I don't know if this is a, How's that gonna I, don't, I don't know. I, I have to do some, I should have done some research to be I fair. Think, I think, I think, I think GOI and, um, they're suing the conservative government, aren't they? They're yeah. They're all... They've got loads of money to sue them. So I think they're going to do whatever they can just to yeah. annoy the government. Um, I'm a bit, I, I, I gotta be honest with you, Wayne, I'm a bit, mm. I have different views from everyone else about the whole thing. You don't like McDonald's? I, I, I think, no, I just don't like the way GUI has handled things and a lot of, um, people. Yeah. I, I understand where people are coming from. People's mm -hmm. mental health is off the roof. Businesses yeah. are going crazy. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's bizarre. But in reality, I just, I just think, do you know what? We're at a time where Christmas is around the corner. Mm -hmm. There's going to be people 
that are going to have people not at the table because they've died of COVID. Yeah. And yet we've got gays being sick on the side of the road, drunk, just because they want to go out and party. There's a global pandemic. GUI, mm -hmm. you've made so much money throughout the years. You're going to survive. Yeah. You don't need to be suing the government. You don't need to be open. You don't need to be... People are dying. That's this is my yeah. opinion. People are dying. I think I, I I don't. I just think it's another excuse for gays to drink and take drugs and be reckless. And I just yeah. I just don't. I don't. I don't, I don't disagree. That's my opinion. No, no, no. I no, you, you, no. I I pretty much agree with you for the most part. I think um, there are certain venues and certain spaces. Um, I I won't use Jayway in heaven. I'll say. Some a place that I love is the RVT, RVT Royal Vauxhall Devon, phenomenally amazing. Um, and they uh, have Devin. always been, they've always been a queer safe space. And I, th there are spaces like the RVT that are doing it in a way that is giving back to the community as well as, you know, um, recognizing that they also need the help as well. Um, so it's it's a tricky one because I see I don't for me personally I don't see GOA in heaven as like I don't see it as a queer space or a safe space or an inclusive space I just see it as like sort of like a tourist it's trap. It's just a place to get yeah. wasted. Um, and but also what you 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 tapped on um, there was again this is the difference between queer folk and gay folk and gay folk. Uh, all about getting drunk off their tits, acting a fool, getting drunk, getting high, having the sex with multiple people during this global pandemic. Queer folk, I think, typically speaking, are a little bit more respectful of like the restrictions and going. Actually, let's not yeah. act a no, fool. I, and I, yeah. So I don't disagree with you. I I pretty much agree with you 100. percent Is that like there are there are folks out there that are, um, but but also it's so hard. Because, um, like you said, mental health is a thing. And, like, for me, personally... Yeah, it's um, been hard on everyone. It's yeah. been so hard on everyone. Yeah, so, like, for me, like I was saying before, so... Um, and also, again, I just... You have feelings? Sometimes I think I just shouldn't speak. <laughs> no! Speak, like, you have but, to. Um, what did you say? You have to. Speak, speak. Um, so... Everyone's everyone's mental health has been a rise through mm. lockdown. Yeah, and across the board, all ages. You know, a lot of yeah. people have been lonely. But I do just think this pandemic isn't about individuals. It's not about you. Yeah, you team know, effort. It's, it's not, we, we we all have to be in it together. Yeah. Or, and it hasn't been team effort. It hasn't. Yeah. People were still getting drunk on the side of the road when yeah. the bars opened in Soho. It was packed. Like, yeah. how dare you? Like, yeah. how dare you complain about your mental health but then go out and then get drunk on the side of the road mm -hmm. and puke everywhere to the, for then the lockdown to be extended? Mm -hmm. No, I, I fully, no, I fully 100% agree with you. As someone who has a pre-existing um, pre medical... Can, what, did you take your headphones out? Can you hear me? Am I still talking? Wait, what? Hello? Did you... What? Hello, 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 hello. I can't hear you. <laughs> I just want. Sorry. That's okay. Don't be sorry. It's fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. 
headphones right now. Can you hear me I okay? Can't hear you. My phone doesn't work without headphones. <laughs> Give me two seconds. That's just that's charging. Is it working? No? <laughs> I mean, consistent, on brand, driving you homo. This is what we do. Stay back. I, I'm not leaving. Do you think I'm going to leave? Stay here. So, um, we're currently interviewing Liam McDonald, artist, creative, uh, inspiration to the masses. Um, I, I, what? Can you hear me? <laughs> is your mic? You, what? Is your, is your mic on mute? No, my mic is not on mute. Why would my mic be on? Why? Why would my mic be on mute? Is this better? Can you hear me now? I just can't hear you. Um. Oh. Okay, I'm putting my headphones back in because this is going to be problematic. Sliding back, we were talking about how um, COVID restrictions and um, LGBTQI folk, well, I mean, everyone in general, let's not even just talk about queers, but like everyone in general, there are people out there that are flaunting the restriction laws and going like, I can do this, I can do whatever I want. Um, and as someone myself who has a pre-existing lung condition and has mental health issues, um, right. I am doing all of the correct things. I'm wearing a mask, I'm socially distancing. I'm, um, even though I have asthma and I have an exemption to not wear a mask, I, I don't have to wear a mask, but then also like, um, I still do it out of like social obligation. Um, but so, I, it's just, it's, it's frustrating when like folk, uh, I just like, oh, I just wanna get drunk with my friends. That kind of stuff peeves, like peeves me yeah, to no me end. Too, me too. It's yeah. just so unfair. Yeah, uh, but 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 I, but then on the same token, as someone with mental health and as someone who, I use so like for example, I use dancing. Dancing is a very something that gives me a lot of endorphins, makes me happy. Um, being surrounded by people as a very extroverted person, being surrounded by people is something that I need in my life. And, um, yeah, so, like, I'd, I can't imagine, like, if we had to go into another, like, big lockdown, I don't know how I would emotionally yeah, survive. No, and I, and I did that. Same, same. same yeah. Thing. But, um... I don't know what's going to happen. No, no one knows. Um, but I guess, uh, I do, I do enjoy the, while I may, don't agree with, people acting foolish and getting drunk off their tits and like, you know, stumbling around Soho and acting foolish. I do, I do applaud the ingenuity of folk getting around certain things and certain restrictions. Oh yeah, of course. It's well, it's creative, isn't it? Yeah. But then I also... I'm here, I'm here for it. I am, yeah. I'm here. But then also like, so like I remember um, the first when the first lockdown stopped and venues started opening up again, there were certain venues like Heaven and GOY who are, that, that are uh, established club venues, nightclub venues, um, that had to change and become table seating. And I, for me personally, I could not imagine going to Heaven and sitting down at a table. Yeah, like, that isn't... All the sex clubs as well have not been able to open. 
Oh my god, don't even get me started. Like, that is a, like, okay, so, like, I don't want to get too graphic and I don't want to get, because we've got, like, a minute to go before, or a minute-ish to go, um, depending on how, <laughs> because of the because of the um, technical issues, I don't actually know how much time we have left. But like, um, I found for me personally, sexually, um, because we were talking about earlier how sex for regular folk, non-chiseled non abbed folk, um, we use it as sometimes an emotional or cathartic, um, you know, release. And I have, I got tired of going to gay venues or queer venues um, and trolling and looking for sexual, you know, fun times. So I went, okay, I'm going to go to sex clubs now and then I can get my sex from a sex club um, and then I can go to, you know, a queer space and hang out with my friends and socialise with my friends. So I was able to carpet-mentalise those yeah. two situations in my life. And so now, because of the global pandemic and because sex clubs are all closed because obviously of restrictions i'm like <laughs> yeah it's been it's been jammed i look i've been in sex clubs for a long time yeah um it used to be a part of my daily routine i would mm. when i was a university student i would wake up three in the morning go to a 24-hour sex club in london yeah shower at that sex club go to class yeah actually smelling off sex then go home sleep go mm. back to the sex club i would mean, you know i'm I've been to all the sex clubs around yeah. the world. Maybe we need to maybe we do need to do it like a driving you homo sex club special where you can like yes. break down all of the sex clubs. Definitely. <laughs> because I am for it. Just, yeah. just because just quietly I've been in talks with one of them um to maybe sponsoring the show. Oh, so oh, wow. hopefully and then we can we can talk off camera about which Maybe, maybe one. Uh, it may be one that you have frequented. Maybe it has. Maybe it's a little bit. Ooh. I've been to all the sex clubs. I mean, you and me both, babe. Um, you and me both. Um, so we are definitely going to have to do a driving you homo like sex club special. Definitely. <laughs> okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, no genders, guys, guys, and non-binary pals. And that was driving you homo. The Radio Show podcast, YouTube biggest traffic guns, uh, where we delve into everything within the queer sphere that you need to hear. As always, you can follow myself at Wayne. Well. well you can follow me at one Wayne Carter. You can follow myself uh, there. You can follow Driving You Homer at Driving You Homer. You can follow Liam McDonald. I forgot to get your Instagram handle. Is it at? It's at art? Liam McDonald. Okay. Done. Okay. So Done. that's there. Don't forget to like, favorite, rate, and subscribe. Whichever platform you're using, visually or audially listening to this, don't forget to comment on this um, show and share it with your friends because uh, algorithms are uh, hateful. <laughs> uh, bye. See you later. Thank you.